This week, I enter a boring world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. And I try out the latest fashion in panty face masks. Uh, hey guys, is it alright if I say... On this show? I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we have a big fat zero in the ones place, which means we got some big fat ecchi in our anime. We are back at ecchi on the tens, which means we dive into the perverted world of the back pages of Japanese anime. This is a show that straddles the line between absurd and poignant with a tale that weirdly resonates with today. That's right, this week we tackled the ecchi comedy high school anime with loads of pervy terrorism, Shimonetta, a boring world where the concept of dirty jokes don't exist. Before we get Garrett, what our new fans can be expecting from this show? Big Dingleberry! <laughs> yeah, I mean, the joke kind of flies over your head, but like, I feel good that the uh, the translator did their best to make that work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to thank you all for, for joining us again um, on our host site, anchor.f slash podcast, or really anywhere your podcasts are found. Make sure when you listen to us to give us a five, five, five-star review. It helps elevate our show and it really gives more people uh, a look onto our show. So we really appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media. So Garrett, hit him with those handles. All you influencers out there who want to elevate our profile can catch us on Instagram at Wanwa Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob. So if this if this uh, show was a as an emoji, it would be like the s- sneaky like side eye face because it's or the so- eggplant <laughs> <laughs> with lots and lots of the like the 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 spurt emojis because <laughs> that's really what this show kind of encapsulates. It's disgusting it's perverted it's perverse it's all those things but really it's i thought it was a really good time and a good little bit of a roller coaster so once again on the etchies two things happen we we on the tens we dive into the dirty shows that exist and the second thing is we bring a friend along to enjoy the all the nastiness so we wanted to bring back our hunter hunter expert the guy who uh can tell he's gone from his killua our good boy uh jimmy welcome to the show jimmy Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Garrett. I'm happy to be here and titillated. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly titillated. And we want to appreciate you joining us. So once again, the show for today is a very long title. So I'll say it once very long. And for the rest of the show, we'll just call it Shimonetta. But it's called Shimonetta, A Boring World Where the Concept of Dirty Jokes Don't Exist. That's the name of the show. It's Mm -hmm. a Take It Back Sunday title. It's a Follow Boy music title. It's very long. But the manga came out in 2014 to 2016, and the anime ran for only one season in 2015. This show, in my mind, is nor- is different from normal ecchi shows because uh, you normally have like shows about perverted romance and panty shots and a lot of boob jiggling. But this show, this show is like more along the lines of like, hey, porn exists, and this is what it looks like, and it's a shame that people can't see it. Isn't it great how por- great porn is? Like that is generally the right. spirit of this show. Uh, Garrett and Jimmy, just like to give a quick explainer to people if i was to jump in front of you the expectation game what is the show shimonetta about we're going to start with you garrett we are decades into the future in a um japanese society where they have they've started to try and make sure they raise tons of good moral boys mm-hmm. and girls correct and the way that they've tried to create this perfect society is that it started out a little bit but increasingly more and more they've cracked down on dirty thoughts, 
dirty language, right. dirty images. Um, so a whole lot of censorship. Throw it in the blender with a little bit of Big Brother because everyone has to wear these chokers. <laughs> yeah. These, these like you wear these wristbands and these chokers. Um, they could read your thoughts. They could yeah. read your actions. Like uh, one of the characters is an artist. And if they were to draw breasts, the censor would be able to read that they were drawing breasts. And the the punishment for this um, lewdness is really high. It's like it's very harsh. <laughs> right out the gate. Um, so basically, the world in which this exists sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, Jimmy, talk, also talk us through, like, the opening scene. Like, cause that, I think that that started it off and like what was going on now, I'm going to say this again. I watch things in dub because right. I don't have time to sit down, watch. And the, it started, the show starts off with like five or six guys in an abandoned building with a now Garrett didn't mention that basically all paper and hard copy material has been destroyed. Like That's imagine Fahrenheit 451 with like, <laughs> But, but like all the penthouse and like letters the editor are kind of gone. Is, this is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and they're tossing books in the fire. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> but, exactly. So, so somehow these five or six guys come upon a cache of nudie mags and they decide to look at them. And possibly my favorite line in the English is when one of the guys says, this is a real sizzler <laughs> you guys don't get that sweet sweet ridiculousness in the <laughs> but like it's funny because like the problem wasn't that they were looking even though cr cr by the way being in an abandoned warehouse of porn is, is sussed to begin with also were they about to have a circle very likely garrett <laughs> i'm gonna say probably and but the problem wasn't that they were looking at lewd stuff it was that what set things off was that someone vocalized <laughs> sizzler exactly and they were like no but but i think somehow the the peacemakers had already known that they were there because they were already infiltrating the building like swat style rappelling down bashing through the window you know on and then burning it right <laughs> arresting and, like, and burning so this is a very serious censorship world i guess is the kind of thing we have and I think one thing to note, if we to really like bring it down to it is very kind of like a dystopian future, even though it's like a really silly show. Right. And what we get with uh, is kind of like a foil to it or is the we, we meet two characters, the first of which uh, is our main character, uh, whose name is Ta Tanukichi Okuma. Uh, someone talk me through what is, you know, what is his deal? You know, he's a new student at this fancy school. What's his deal? So. Okuma, we open up on him taking a standardized test to get into this new high school. And it's basically indoctrination. Yeah. I mean, the, the question that he's answering is, where do babies come from? And he writes down when a man <laughs> and a woman fall in love organically, things happen. And like, that's his answer. But they he, hold hands, I believe. <laughs> and that's where babies come from. Yeah. So, one stork away from it. Being <laughs> what you told so three-year-olds. He ultimately gets into the new school. And what we find out later on is that the new school he got into, he went there for two reasons. One, it's got the highest purity rating in the, in the highest purity rated city in this, this country. Okay. On, the, on a scale of one to like 
early 2000s Jonas Brothers. They're pretty high on the scale. Right, right. right. They've all got their rings on. <laughs> they all got their purity um, rings. Listening to Zoe Girl. Right. get that reference. So, so, uh, not me. <laughs> so, um, secondly, he has this huge, um, what is her, his friend called in the show? I don't know. Anna? Nishinomia? <laughs> no, Gene Volcano or oh. something like that. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's pitching a tent for this girl, Anna. And Anna's like the student council president at this new school. By the way, two of Garrett's favorite things, school councils <laughs> and high school. <laughs> We're back, Garrett, and we have a highly, uh, you know, given way too much responsibility student council. Right. And so uh, a little bit of background, and I hope I'm not um, putting the cart before the horse here. Um, two things we learn later about Akuma is that it's kind of interesting that he gets into this school because his current school is one of the worst rated ones. And he also has this slight against him, this perception problem, because as we discussed in this world of censorship, where you're not allowed to do things. His father was a known, quote unquote, dirty joke terrorist. Yeah, seriously. It's as if Andrew Dice Clay and V from V for Vendetta mixed. <laughs> that's what we got here. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so, yeah, so that's yeah. that's that's Okuma. Yeah. So and so he goes to this prestigious school. Uh, the highest morals, it's the the prudish of the most schools. And uh, he pretty much gets his first hero stance because he gets seen on the train by this gorilla man. Who, <laughs> when I, yeah, who I thought was was the first time I saw him because it made it seem like that. Very intense staring. Very hold intense on, staring hold on. with a gorilla he, face. He would have to say he was dice rolling because that <laughs> same motion might set off his PM. Right, exactly. The euphemism in this grade. There was one that was for clitoris that I thought was hysterical, but I can't remember it. It was like, like somewhat the the syllables of that word to make. Oh, it right. she totally just rhymed it. She was yeah. like, and it rhymes with blitterous. <laughs> it was something like as as ridiculous as that. Yeah, like that. sexist docking. Like you'll hear a lot of like euphemisms in this show, but uh, essentially, he the, the 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 ape guy who's watching him, you know, rolling dice. He gets accused of groping by a girl on the train. And he goes, the, Okuma looks at him and he goes, no, that guy was intently looking at me. He was not <laughs> cared about this girl next to, next to him. So I got to help this guy out. I feel he's, a, he's an innocent bystander. So he literally runs to the, to the girl who accused him and goes, I'm the one who groped you. Bye. Hold on. <laughs> he puts on his bad boy bandana first. <laughs> yeah, he puts, <laughs> in his, he puts on his Roronor Zoro bandana and runs out, of the, <laughs> runs out of the train. And it looks like hope is lost there. And Jimmy, you're going to help me out here. So the, he, he's out the station, thinks he's going to get away. And he, uh, he and as Mariah Care would say, a hero came along with the strength to carry on. Who is this hero, Jimmy? Now, I don't know if it's true in the Japanese, but in a, the English version, her name was Blue Snow. It was Blue Snow in the, in the sub, yeah. I'm not sure why Blue Snow would choose the name Blue Snow, because really, it's not that dirty. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm I, a little I, upset by this. Well, at least like Blue you know, I love like <laughs> now blue snow shows up with her panty face mask. Yes. Yes. Her talk, eyes were seen. So, yeah. Talk through that. Talk through she, the, the costume. Now, we're talking very old school, white bikini panties with a Correct. pink bow on them. Now her face was placed inside these panties with the crotch over her nose and her eyes through the leg holes, basically also no, wearing just a, a towel as a cape, a large towel esque cape. Claiming she is naked underneath it, so they shouldn't tackle her, and that's how she gets away with it. As our boy Okuma repel for whatever reason carries <laughs> rope in his bag and repels down the side of the elevated subway. I'm guessing. 
Yeah, and she and you just used to said she has this Deadpool mask where the panties are the face mask. She also is like nude under her her thing, so which is likened to in a prudish world is like being a greased up pig. Like you can't touch me. I'm, I'm naked under this room. It's Family Guy's greased up deaf guy. Right. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> and she's like, in order to get people to like look away and to kind of do her cause, she just throws porn in the air. It's like wee. Yep. It's like she went to Vegas when they like they snap <laughs> at you, handing out those business cards with the escorts. She just got like a whole bunch of handfuls and threw and them. And just, just like, yeah, making it rain. Lots of lewd. So I have a question for you guys real quick, yeah. and I don't mean to pause the storyline here, but go for it. Were either of you made to feel uncomfortable when that woman was falsely accusing? Oh, straight up. That, I, that I, woman I was, was like, she was, we didn't really touch on it. She t- straight up tells Okuma that it's a scam and she was trying to get money out of yeah, Dora like King. Yeah, you know, that made me like highly uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. Yeah, because but in this there's world, no recourse. Yeah, in, in a dystopian world, you're going to get this kind of stuff, you know? It's uh, fake rope uh, reports. But it seems to have oppressed both the gorilla guy, Gariki, and uh, the whole council because they decide to invite him to the council and we meet Anna and we meet the vice president whose name is Ayame Kajo. Uh, talk us through those two girls. What's their deal before we get to know anything? Like what's their deal? Go ahead, Jimmy. Okay. So uh, Anna is the most moral person. Her mother and father have to do with the whole peacemaker situation. I don't remember if her father's a Senator type person in Japan and he put the bill through that first got the peacemaker wrist and neck things. He's a either Japanese way, Greg Abbott, so to speak. Yeah. E- either way, she, her family is responsible for this prude, 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 prude world. Yes, exactly. And it's only going to get cruder because they really want other laws to pass. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we'll touch on that at the end. <laughs> yeah, we'll touch on that in a little bit. And uh, and we also meet the vice pre- uh, president whose name is IMA. Uh, Garrett, what's what's her deal? IMA comes across as a, a huge taskmaster. Would you call her? Um, would you call her persona in student council meetings a um, sundere? Yeah, she's she she comes up pretty sundere because she's like the vice president. That's like you're no good for our president. Like she's ooh, not like, she's not like super bitchy. She's just like rule follower to a T. Yes, in the meetings, right, right in the meetings, and so. Yeah, talk about IMA and what she asks uh, our our main character, uh, uh, Tanukishi, what to do. <laughs> well, I, I, again, I, I don't want to give away too much, but it's revealed pretty quick. She asks our lead character, I, I don't know, does she want to like train him or something? She wants, yeah, to like let me catch you up with the club, what the club's all about. Yeah, let me let me tell you and what. Let me take oh, this and, diner. Yeah. Oh, and so the student council, by the way, is made up of Anna, the the purity girl that we spoke about. I am a the the vice president. Um, Banana hating Gorky, the and, guy and, who was on the train. Right. Which, by the way, the guy on the train who was supposedly groping was legitimately 42 years old. And, <laughs> yes. And, and and not even groping. It was his knuckles brushed her <laughs> bum bum. <laughs> and he also was wearing a super schmedium. It was... <laughs> he wears that a lot. He, he has a her. suit jacket that maximizes his pecs. Yes, it makes Terry Crews jealous. Like, right. that's how tight his shirt is on him. And right. so she takes him to a diner, trying to tell him what the club's all about. And what right. is revealed, Garrett? Because I don't think it's given away too much. Honestly, no, I feel it like... It is revealed that situation. she is blue snow. <laughs> she like, is blue snow, man. And, and here's the kicker. So remember, <laughs> we talked 
uh, we talked about how they wear these monitors that can tell them when they say things, when they do things, when they're thinking things. <laughs> she was given a flip phone, an old flip phone, and yeah. they kind of gloss over this, or maybe they don't, and you're going to tell me how it really works. Mm -hmm. But because she has this flip phone, she can be dirty for three minutes a day. So <laughs> she, she always has like the timer on. And like, I see that you put in like the notes. One of my favorites is she loves to say a doodle. Yeah. <laughs> I go, if you couldn't say anything, but for three minutes, you could say anything, who wouldn't say a doodle? Right? Like, that's just like right. the perfect thing to say. Also, she says big dingleberries, which you said before. Oh, um, great. <laughs> they didn't, that didn't come across in the, the translation or in the. In what the what did she version. scream when she first got met, when she first said her first dirty word? What, do you, what did she say in the dub? I don't remember now. It okay. might be. Okay. It was. They, it was. They, they end up putting it in the end credits. Yeah, exactly. I think I, it always says "Big Dingleberry" in it. It's supposed to be like a pun, but I don't get it yet. I'm. I'm I feel like I know. Uh, you know, I feel like I know Japanese up, but this is something that's news to me. But <laughs> we learned a few things from this episode. The first is that her dad was like, "You have a healthy, lewd mind," and so oh. I'm going to give you this gift. And another thing we learned is that this dad also loves G-MILFs. That was my favorite factoid about him. It's like, the, he also loves G-MILFs. Yeah, her father got arrested for supposedly sleeping with one of his students at college. Mm -hmm. And that was considered not yeah. cool. And he was then arrested and gave her the phone. But she reveals that he likes G-MILF porn. Yes. And straight and, up, it's a very how I met your mo mother moment of right. the father telling the kid way too much information about his sandwiches or anything. Yeah. Oh, we did forget to mention that Okuma's father was also, a very big, dirty joke terrorist. He's he also a very like, big, dirty joke terrorist. And he's in prison. <laughs> Which we, we'll get to the second episode in a second because him, him like reliving his memories of his dad is hysterical. <laughs> but the first thing... Another fact we learned is that another thing you should know is that they blurred this in the dub. I don't know if they did in the uh, sub and not enough. They did a dub, but if you did like the sign language for T where you put your thumb between your pointer and your middle finger, that's the sign for sex in Japan. So when she's like giving the thumbs up, she's mm. really giving you the, this, uh. that's why I was always censored. Like, why is her hand being covered? But that's it. Um, and also my favorite line she said was like, he's like, Oh, you have such a dirty mouth. He goes, well, women have four mouths. And then like, he had to stop for a second. And he was like, wait, wait, it's the one. And then there's the bed. And he goes, you know, where's the war? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I got three. I don't know about four. I know. I was in trouble. It was like playing, it was like playing outbursts and I couldn't get to the last answer. So, <laughs> so yeah, so she is, uh, so they are, she is a perv terrorist. She is interested in undoing the censorship of the world. She comes off as, as prudish, and, but in real life, she's like super dirty. She loves doing, saying bad things. She likes making bad words, all that stuff. And so she has a plan to start with, to get the word out about their new organization known as Socks. But in order for us to kind of get the context of that, we also have to talk about a scientist whose name is Hyoka Fua. Who, in my mind, was the most confusing character of this show. Right. But who wants to talk me through Fuwa? What's her jam? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, Yoka Fuwa has the uncanny ability to sneak up on you with her head in your crotch. Right. She comes out like the grudge girl who, like, pops out of the trust hub. <laughs> but imagine you're at your desk at school. And that is where, <laughs> that is the, where she pops out. With the out. exception like, of when, he's, when someone's in the hospital. And yeah. she has to climb through a window. She is not sneaky at all about that. <laughs> you, you, you look, and so when we're introduced to her, um, our lead character, um, 
Akuma is at his desk in class and he looks down and he's like, oh, and, and it's her head between his legs and she's got green hair and she's got these sleepy eyes and she's like, hi, do you know how to make babies? And he's like, whoa, why would you ask me such a thing? And she's like, I am a scientist and I need to come up with several <laughs> theories. And you're just like, freaking weird, man. This is, this is on this is and it has to be our main protagonist because he's got the bad reputation. And so she shows him that she's kind of learning how babies are made by her fruit flies that she has <laughs> who love and love to just, you know, and so she's like, I think I'm getting it. They do this thing. They do what's called body melding, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> and so the, the terrorist action that they were going to do was to show students the sexual copulation of these fruit flies. How does that go over, uh, Garrett or Jimmy? You can jump in. Jimmy, if you would. Uh, <laughs> everyone was confused. Right. Because imagine like a really close-up shot. Like at their, they're at this like auditorium and like they're about to get like an assembly. And all of a sudden, two fruit flies are just like going to pound, pound town on each other on this giant screen. <laughs> and I would be confused too why I'm watching this. But like what else happens? Well, I, uh, I am a slash blue snow is in the projection booth or whatever giving the play-by-play of the of like the, voiceover the flies and doing like voiceover voiceover spot on it's it's wonderful and <laughs> while okuma is pretending to be blue snow and supposed to be painting with like the football field or soccer field like a white line, line maker, painter yeah. he's supposed to be making a giant <laughs> on the field Yes, exactly. But he <laughs> we'll gets... leave it at that for now. So what happens? Like, so, you know, you would think if you and I, us well-adjusted adults, mm-hmm. saw this, we'd be like, this is no different than watching Planet Earth. <laughs> but in a world in which boring, <laughs> a boring world in which dirty jokes don't exist, apparently also makes you a dummy. because, And it also <laughs> makes you like the drop of the hat, like a wind pass that makes you super horny. <laughs> like, yeah, there everybody... was not, there was no... There were tight pants and wet panties exactly. all throughout that. Generation. There was not a dry pant in the house. That's how like people couldn't have been more excited watching these flies do it. Which, and as you said, and 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 you kind of also start to see that uh, Takunichi uh, also is getting a little pervy because he's like, "I'm loving this," as he's drawing you know. Right, right, but he ends up bailing <laughs> and and drawing like the nuclear <laughs> the nuclear power plants. Yes, his 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 uh he didn't think with his 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 upper head, and that's what happens. But so we're gonna take a pause because there's a lot that happens in that first episode to talk about the censorship, which to me is hysterical because I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but every single word, specific word had its own sound effect. I did not notice that. I didn't notice that either. Okay, so what happens is, and this is really important, whenever there was a specific word that came out, a specific sound effect came up to represent that thing so you wouldn't be lost. So what I'm gonna, what I did was I made a list of what these sound effects are, and I'm going to read them for you here, and you tell me, you guys, kind of tr- chime in to see if it's apropos, so to speak. So when you hear the word ding, it, you hear the ding sound, like, kind <laughs> of like a hotel, like a hotel bell. Like you're getting the bellhop. A clerk's bell. <laughs> a clerk's bell, yes. Like, carry these bags for me. When they say the word cop, you get the normal censorship beep. So it's very, very, like, you know, very much like a normal the, a normal beep. When someone says the word f- a cash register opens. Like, <laughs> cha-ching! 
It's just like one of my favorite things that I saw. All right. The next thing is when someone says, you hear a splat sound, a la Nickelodeon, you know? Yeah, like the logo shows up. That's the sound it makes, right? That's the next thing, which I think is apropos. When someone mentions either or a cowbell goes off, like a milk, you know, like, like a milk, like a milk cowbell. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> which honestly, for the amount of times I watch anime, when someone brings up the big breasted character, they call her cow. Like it makes complete sense when these shows. So the next thing is when someone says their word, you hear a, like a tiny Chinese gong, like you would hear at, like you know, like your birthday restaurant. party. Yeah, like at Benihana, you're about to have your birthday party. It's like, happy birthday to you. Like Listen, that kind of stuff. If anyone had a better sound associated with it, it just been a meow of a cat. That's what I was assuming too. It, I thought it, it should have been. It should have. It's the easiest jump to layup. anything. Right. The only the only other one would maybe be her and a boing. <laughs> That's the only other one I could say. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because to say you hear the pencil boing like a ruler almost like you know when you like put it on the table and you flick it with your hand it was like <laughs> that is for masturbation uh the next one is or nuts you hear the like the sound of banging pots hitting each other <laughs> all this is making sense right that, that reminds me of doug banging on a trash <laughs> can strumming on a street light. light and i'll get to the last two when you say sack you hear a boink like a hair pulling sound like a boink and the last and, would, yeah go ahead go ahead and the last one is someone says it's like pants ripping like the back of your pants ripped <laughs> if, if so. we could go back to the the uh the one like right. the, <laughs> so okuma as we mentioned he's a reformed pervert because he right. grew up with a dad that was a very free speaker and free thinker yeah and they had this flashback to like, my favorite my favorite part of the whole second too. episode so right good. they 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 flash back to like you know and and you see this very endearingly put in other TV shows, a father and son side by side, the father's shaving, the son is, you know, the son has got shaving cream on his face, but he can't really shave because he doesn't have hair yet. And you're like, oh, it's sweet. And he goes, look at this trick I can do with my pimples. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he like stretches it to make it look like an animal. <laughs> he says, no, what he does, what I remember is that he flattens it out and then he goes, look, it's a banana on a plate. Hold on. So, so this is even better. There's the first one he says is tall peckerwood, tall peckerwood tree with the shrub around the base. Then, <laughs> then he goes on to he does another one and he says banana smoothie. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't really make as much sense in the no. Dump. But what? They, and my favorite part was how they dried themselves. It's like, all right, we're out of the shower. How do we do this? And they take the, the towel and they fling it under their whap, their gooch. Whap, like whap, 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 just like perfect slapping and. The reason why I bring up the the sound effects is that you guys are going to hear it because we're recording this live, but it, and it's going to take work on my part. <laughs> I am going to dedicate putting the sound effects to each individual thing we say in this show, oh, just so I'm people so, get the spirit of this show. So. I'm so happy I picked the words I did in the beginning because <laughs> <laughs> they're all four of them were words you said with the sound effect. Right, exactly. So this is perfect. Otherwise, I don't have to make one up. It'll oh, just be me going. Mm. The <laughs> other thing, the other thing that's great I forgot to mention is. When IMA explains why his name, Okuba Tanakichi, right, is perfect for being a dirty joke terrorist, because is it the Tanuki or the Tanaki? Yeah, the Tanuki is a like a looks like a raccoon, but it's more like a dog. It's a raccoon dog. But has the special ability to inflate its nut. And 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 they're famous for having big testicles. And it, I know that 
if you look at Japanese folklore, there's always like a happy tanuki with like a big rice peddler hat on, and his <laughs> are always depicted as being humongous. There's, and in fact, also there's it's funny because they actually this makes you realize like Japan has never never not always been prude. Is that there's a guy like a Japanese man like buried under like a tanuki nuts like uh, and this is like from like the 1300s like that we, your... so so then Nintendo really screwed up the tanuki suit for Mario very much so. it would have been hard to do the it would have been hard to do the p dash with his dragon behind you maybe those legs are his actual <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the second episode we of course talked about Tanukichi's uh, dad um, and so then we get to the next phase of the plan to perform perv terrorism and that is they are trying to teach their classmates about pregnancy and how to talk about words so talk to me what the plan was and what their decoy was because i think this is pretty interesting right oh, by go the ahead, way Jimmy. one go thing ahead, go ahead we also forgot to mention how the woman on the train we talked about blackmailing goriki because he supposedly touched her bum bum but we forgot to mention that ima is also blackmailing uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Okuma yeah. to to be the to be in her in, to be in socks. Right. And I know because I think he has his his motivation is that Anna, Anna the white hair president, is the perfect representation of morality and purity. And she she was nice to him when he was a kid. So now she wants to model himself after her. He wants to shed the uh, uh, the the reputation of his father and be more like Anna and be there for her, support her, all that stuff. Right. So that being said, they're trying to teach kids about how to say certain words. And there's kind of a two-step process involving decoys, involving urine samples, and, inform, sure. and, and involving a language test. So guys, walk us through socks. I got you. So um, it, the two-pronged it, approach. <laughs> yes. Revolve, <laughs> involving cross-dressing and a language lesson. And, uh, it was a lot. The vice president is IMA? Yes. Uh, yeah, so, it's IMA Kajo. I Kajo Kajo. So it strikes Kajo to have the perfect plan. So for some reason, all of these students give constant urine tests. Yes. Uh, well, it was it was part of the physical. At least that's how it was. Yeah, Japan does that. Oh, okay. we, we've seen okay. this in other shows, Garrett. Like, yeah, they, like they're they're. It's kind of like we did in our high school. Like we had to do. Well, yeah. If you were playing stuff, if you were playing sports, you had to go get a physical. Yeah. You know, yes. you could either provide your own from your doctor, or you right. could have it done by one day the school right. nurse or whatever. So, right. so Kajo comes up with this grand plan that says, "I want to spike all of the urine <laughs> tests." With protein, with protein, which we which which I does. which I can only assume she's trying to mimic um, a as if the piss has come out of a urethra that there's from a morning session in. Correct. That's that is the that's what she's trying to say. She's trying to prove that all the boys in the morning in the shower. Right. Oh yeah. And, well, and she there's, there's a quote that she's like, you know, you know how the old saying goes: wake up in the morning, best time to. And, by the way, and as she's ex <laughs> and while she's explaining this, she's avidly humping the table in front of her. She's yeah. just like, uh, <laughs> it's the show is nuts, folks. If, if we're if we're not making it clear enough, the show's though so, the show's nuts. So in order to spike it, she realizes that she can't do it alone as blue snow, and that she needs a decoy. So she convinces Okuma to get into drag and act as a nurse who will teach uh, teach a lot of the students during their physical um, some dirty words, which led to one of my favorite moments is 
so Akuma is in drag while uh, Kajo is out wearing, there trying to, trying to wearing the panty masks as the Blue Snow. Blue Snow is supposedly the eye examiner for this test. Yes. Right. And so he brings all the students into the room and he says, separate by boys and girls. And he has like a, 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 a spelling board behind him. And he's like, you know, you need to learn these things. And everyone's kind of like confused. But he's like, all right, now repeat after me. Va. Va. Jine. Jine. Uh, and then at that moment, before the final syllable, um, <laughs> in through the door bursts Anna. Oh, because they realized the P scheme was the real decoy. That was the decoy. And and when they were giving the eye exam, he straight up was like, penis in, uh, and then they had to, you know, slowly sound out the words. I'm not sure why penis wasn't setting off the peacemaker, but maybe it had to be the whole. It was the phone thing, yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because he ended it, he's like, vagina, and they're like, what's a vagina? And he's like, oh, God, I'm not there yet. <laughs> and, and, and someone straight up in in the dub once again says vagine <laughs> what's a vagine yeah and so they use their decoy plan to spread out and they get to the roof he gets to the roof is able to escape right takes off his so, mask yeah. which real quick they use an escape that blue snow uses a lot <laughs> they just hang ropes off of buildings and yeah, like, well, heavy on the least, grapple. At least that one was like predetermined. Like they knew the room he was going to be in. Not like the beginning in the train where he had to do like a hundred foot rappel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And so, so, so he yeah. he hops out. He he climb. He starts climbing down. And somehow Anna is so goddamn strong that she's able to pull the rope up with Okuma on it. So he hops in the classroom. He jumps in. He jumps back out. There's a little bit of Benny Hill music. And he finds himself hiding on the roof. The door busts open. He's hiding behind one of the big uh, HVAC units. And Anna is like with Goriki and he's like, I know you're up there. They, they say, we know you're up here. And then from the, they get a call and they say, that was a red herring. It wasn't the real deal. And oh no, no, no. Yellow herring. We find yellow out later. <laughs> and uh, they, it wasn't the real deal. And they look across to another building and there is the real uh, blue snow or Koju um holding a bundle of urine samples over her it shoulder. It like Carmen Sandiego of pee. He's like, y'all never catch me. You're never going to catch me, Kappa. It's the Grinch who stole the piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a mean one, Miss Blue Snow. You really stole my pee. Uh, <laughs> so I have to pause again because this show is so ridiculous. I had to like stop every now and then and like just take stock of everything that was happening around me. Like, Folks, just watch it because you're gonna. We're only getting like ten percent of the dirty naughtiness of this show. But my favorite was that there were stats brought up in this episode that I wanted to bring up. The first one, which, as you said, we're bringing up, guys. Uh, you know, they had a stat that stated, "Where do most boys release?" <laughs> and you, which is kind of like Family Feud style, almost like. <laughs> and you know, yeah. This this list, by the way, you're. I know you're gonna go through it, and I right. have comments after you do i know and i think this is important we got to remember these are japanese boys too that's another thing about, yeah. you know uh, and so <laughs> the first one is in the morning shower 85 percent at number one mm-hmm. number two reg number two was while pertaining to study 10 percent. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the bathroom at school, 3%. Four was in bed before sleeping at one at 1%. And at lunch on the roof was 0.5%. Which is just... <laughs> so my, my just two, imagine like having a PB&J, just giving yourself a PB&J and a... Two thoughts here are... PB&J, HJ. One, <laughs> in bed before sleeping has to be much higher. It has to be much higher. And I also... Exactly. Like, exactly. But, but, then, but then the second thing is, is as someone who was at one point was a teen boy. <laughs> I appreciate why as a teen, the shower is popular because you're, you're naturally getting your privacy anyway. Right. And no one's going to like, especially if the homes in Japan are smaller and right. your families are more on top of one another, the shower somewhere where you can be by yourself. That being said, once those Japanese <laughs> boys find out that once you start in the shower, it becomes quick creep. Like, <laughs> they, they will no longer do it. <laughs> so uh, another stat that we learned from this was the boys national hard average. So I will let you guys take what that means because that's what it said in the show. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it can only mean one thing. Right, exactly. But the fact of the matter is, is, is this a survey they're giving out or are <laughs> right. they measuring? <laughs> well, the funny thing about it is that they didn't use actual inches. They use produce to explain <laughs> where boys are. And I actually had to look this up on my own, the average length of some of these things. The number one was fish, fish sausage at 62%. A fish sausage is very skinny, like almost like a Slim Jim there, but it's made out of fish cake. And it's about three or four inches long. Okay. <laughs> That's 62%. The second one was a Matsutake mushroom, which is a little bigger. It's kind of like the trumpet mushrooms we have here. It's about five inches long generally. And that's at 10% of, of, of young boys are at that. 5% are at banana, which we all know what a banana is, like six, seven inches, that kind of stuff. The, th- the fourth place was marshmallow. And specifically, the marshmallow they showed was like a chocolate-covered marshmallow, which is like two inches long. And the acorn was at 2% and five was one inch. So like the little acorns, you know, are about an inch. So, yeah. So that was the stats that were revealed during this show. We're, yeah. So we're going to go back into our, like, our last episode. We'll probably kind of touch on four, five, and six. But let's go through... We meet another character whose name is Otome Saotome, who is the famous artist. And let's quickly talk through her story. What's her dance? What's her dance? She paints the most boring shit. She also paints like North Korean propaganda. Like her pictures can look more like Kim Jong Un can can ride rode a horse at, at when he came out of his and like the really terrible smiles and everyone's like, oh, well, there was <laughs> your there leader was... will never leave us. Like that's what her, her pictures look like. Before we actually meet her, they show a picture of hers in like the teacher's lounge. And it's two. It's pretty much like two kids in the Sound of Music running through the Alps. Right, exactly. And there is not a single Japanese child to be found in this in this picture. But and and uh, we, while we're really introduced to Saotome in episode three, there is the tiniest of snippets of her at the end of episode two. Uh, we just discussed um, sort of the rooftop showdown uh, where um, where Blue Snow. Uh, takes the heat off of Okuma. Uh, and while Okuma is on the rooftop after the his pursuers have left, he pulls off his panty face and his wig across in another building, on another building's roof. Sautame was up there painting, and she looks down, and she sees this all go down, and she goes, ah, very interesting. So oh. more, more to come from there. And I mean, yes. that girl must have binocular eyesight because it yeah. didn't look that close to be yeah. able to be like, I know who that is. <laughs> so she decides to blackmail our boy, uh, you know, Okuma, who is uh, to tell him, like, I know you're part of this group um, and I have a very specific request. 
um, I need you to help me with my art because she's really her, her propaganda pictures aren't doing it for her anymore. She's getting right. lots of rewards for it, but it's not doing a thing for her. And she really wants to take a, a picture of her favorite love who is talks to this Anna Nishkonomia. That's right. She, she is new with her. And at the same time, Anna is receiving lots and lots of messages from stalkers around the school. And it all culminates in the, the kind of bounce between they want, he, uh, Okuma wants to help uh, Saotome find and kind of meet and talk with Anna a little bit better, get a more, uh, make her more of a muse. But at the same time, they want to protect Anna from the stalkers. So uh, Kaja's pretending to be a boy. So to on a date. And so while you think Saotome is the stalker because she's kind of creepy, she's got the very like, like little voice. She kind of talks, honestly, she talks like a Japanese, you know, Gilbert Godfrey. Gremlin. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> like she looks like, that's what she sounds like. And you think that's the case, but then all of a sudden, four dudes who easily look like they're 40 years old <laughs> jump out with a single rock in hand to, I don't know, club her. I don't know. It was really it, weird. I, yeah. I mean, take out the, the competition that was, a I fake, guess, I, you know, a cross dressing IMA. Right. <laughs> and so, in the process of protecting Anna, he goes, no. And before she gets clubbed by this caveman, and what happens, guys? Well, I, I don't remember the exact order, but I believe Kajo, IMA Kajo, takes out the first guy running at her. Then, out of nowhere, once again, cross-dressing uh, Tanaki, or T- Okuma, saves, he doesn't know who he saves from, if right. he's saving Ayame or if he's saving Anna, because he's starting to think he might have feelings for Anna instead of, or I'm sorry, Ayame instead of, yeah. or Kajo instead of Anna. So anyway, they fight, the scuffle happens, also Gorky shows up again, mm-hmm. Um and we get the classic anime situation where they end up on top of each other, kissing uh, Anna and Okuma. <laughs> but but let me ask you because I sort of miss this part. So, well, real quick, the first guy that uh, Kajo takes out, beautiful from the rear nut kick. Yeah, Just, exactly. Oh my god, excellent! Right in the tape. Right in the and, and and Anna goes, "Is he okay?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I hit him right in the vitals." <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, after the Kisu, which was the most right, he Okuma stands up and he's bleeding from the freaking head and he passes out. So I don't, I would have thought, I didn't know if his head hit the a rock at some point because he landed right on top of Anna and she does not have a traumatic brain injury. Correct. Was it, did I? I think I missed it exactly too. If Goriki might have come out and hit him accidentally, right. and that's how he ended up on top of Anna, and all of a sudden the tingles happen for Anna. Yes. So tell me how Anna takes re- takes receiving her first Kisu. She's in love. And she is she immediately in love. In love. Suckling she has mis- on her finger. She <laughs> finds the eleven herbs and spices of that Kisu so delicious. <laughs> She is just like, <laughs> just like salivating on her fingies and all I over. I don't remember if it's this episode, but right. you thought the girl from prison prison school sweat a lot. Yeah, Anna trumps that in female. Oh, she's she's going to require some Gatorade. You know, she's going <laughs> to require some you know, lots of lots of rehydration. However, what's her name did sweat. That was as much as had coming out of Anna anytime she was parts roused. Snail. This woman is part <laughs> snail. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of stop off the, the question there and um, just kind of bring up a few more things about the show. The first is that the theme song is wild. 
That's what was another thing I loved about it was like at the end they're like facing up against this great demon. Everybody's got some sort of like phallic thing in their in their pants, and they're like, "I'm gonna come out," and they're like horned and stuff it's, like that. It's like a snake or something, right? And another thing is that Ano turns around, hits her. I'm, I'm assuming on the corner of her desk. She's like, "Yeah!" Like it was, which a lot, which definitely happens later on. I don't. Did you? I watch the whole season. I only I watched, watched up 12, to six episodes. I watched time. all 12 episodes. I had to go back and double check to get some notes for one through six again, since I like <laughs> slammed them all out. God knows how fast. Um, but but later on, she does like she's talking to Okuma and Kajo and just grinding the table corner yes, right on her. She, <laughs> so we find out really quickly when you hold people back. There's a little bit of a recoil effect, and Anna <laughs> is a free. I think Catholic school has taught us. That. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Anna is a free. I think that brings us to episode four. <laughs> yeah, and that's where she essentially gets gets some real like she gets some real into uh, and then she kind of turns into a yandere yandere like we'll murder for the sake of you know she, Okuma's. She effect. is on top of Akuma. She ties him up, and I believe puts her panties on his face right and is it it's is it hayuka or hyoka 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 is it hyoka in the closet or is it otome uh i i it's uh Sautame is doing is painting this because this yes. is sus to begin with and then you got uh you know you got um kajo who's there because she doesn't she didn't hear him yet so she came in to like do the bust and it turned really south on him because while she thought the stark was someone else it ended up being Anna who was discovering herself, so to speak, all over. <laughs> and another thing that made me like get a little like, iffy, this is like the most iffy part, was that he opens the door before all this with like the stalker, he's, he's getting stalker letters, mm-hmm. and you just see like this glistening puddle right in front of his door, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> I was literally like, ugh. <laughs> and also, not only that, but she likes putting her uh, in d- discharge, so to speak, in all of his food and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, did you like the cookies? It's got my love nectar, and I was like, and it, was, <laughs> and it wasn't just Okuma too. It was also Ayame who got it too. She gave him both cookies, and she's like chasing him down the bathroom with like this giant poke sweat of bottle full of of love nectar, and she's like, it's okay, it's pure love. I'm like, you didn't even mix it with water, jeez, lady. <laughs> so yeah, this show gets nuts quick. Like, and that's when I, I think for the first few episodes, I was like. This thing is not really all that etchy. It it, try, it it tries to say dirty things, but it's not etchy. Right. And then episode four happens, like, oh, there it is. And I'm I'm pretty sure I got full nipple on Funimation. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you got it on Hulu, but it was definitely on Probably Funimation. not on our side. I mean, you must sometimes get nudity. But um, uh, one last thing that we're going to do is uh, before we go into the final. All right. So I guess the last question that I want to ask before we get to our final questions is... Does this strike a poignant message, especially now when people consider, you know, not that I believe in it, but like things like cancel culture or like, you know, crime based on, you know, basically mob or guilty by by social media, that kind of stuff. Does this show have some sort of poignancy or is it just truly etchy nonsense to you guys? Um, it, it's over the t- it's it's over the top. It it touches. I mean, I don't think we're censored as much in that regard. Right. But in other situations, maybe there's a little bit of an analogy there. Right. But it's it shows a way the world could be that I don't want to live it. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very yeah. true. Um, it, it I mean, it's true censorship because, you know, when people 
talk about cancel culture, uh, it's the government's not taking action right on anybody. Mm-hmm. It's truly free market capitalism. You just decide to take your dollars elsewhere. Right. I think people get a little up on their soapbox about things. Well, I, I, I sure as heck do. But with regards to this, uh, I could absolutely see it as being triggering to those people mm-hmm. who believe that we're currently mm-hmm. living in that. They'd be like, this is what the Democrats want. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I could see that. On a more micro level, and I'm gonna. This is a part that that stuck out to me was it was kind of a sweet moment that Kajwa did. This is normally in the diner where she's rolling around just saying swear words all day. Mm-hmm. She he goes, well, isn't that lewd? He was saying something about sex or whatever. He goes, he goes, what's lewd about it? I want to say that like the purest form of 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 a kid is to be exploratory, to be curious, mm-hmm. to to want to find out, to get good enough answers and information. Mm-hmm. She goes, if anything, there's nothing pure about not telling people what's going on with their bodies and what they're feeling at any given moment. And I think that's what struck to me more than the um, than the cancel culture component of it. And I think that to me is like is my soapbox that I wear for most of these things, because I told you I'm an etchy apologist. So for me, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, it's okay to have a playful, curious understanding of sex while still being respectful. And as long as you're doing that, or at least the show tries to do something of that, then I feel like that's what the show was trying to say in some way, but and here's here's the thing. Yes, this was very like raunchy humor, straight right. up. There's no lying about it. But it wasn't. I didn't feel like it was unnecessary. Right. I mean, the whole show really unnecessary, kind of. But it wasn't. There were. It didn't really feel forced. It didn't feel the need. It it had a plan. And I was. I I've said to Kyle privately that like, you knew what this was right up front. Where right. Kill a Kill was like, it, they like shoehorned nudist beach into them. Like, right, it, exactly. It's like you knew what you were getting into when you when you saw this, and right. and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and I also feel like what you know. That's another thing is like they were just saying like, is is this good that like the smartest kids in the in the school basically don't even know what a vagina is? Like, is no. that is that is that is that the right way of teaching and education all that stuff? So I it thought was. That was real- it, I don't know if you guys watch Sex Ed or sex education on Netflix. Yeah. There was almost a point where they're all in the high school and the health class stops teaching sex ed or they, and they just start teaching abstinence, which is very similar to like, it would, I mean, it's an extreme in, in Shimonetta, but it's, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's like you're teaching People don't know how to function when you don't right. teach them things. Right, exactly. And it's healthy to have a curiosity about it, right? And I think that's the kind of the point of the show is that censorship leads to lack of understanding and of yourself and who you're as a person. Garrett, do you have any last thoughts before we uh, do our last questions? Uh, no, but just like Jimmy, this is not a world that I would ever want to find myself in. I would absolutely be caught in an abandoned, <laughs> in an abandoned warehouse with my <laughs> treasure trove of... Uh, sizzling left and right and unfortunately you said sizzler and that's when you how you got caught yeah <laughs> <laughs> no garrett you said it all <laughs> all right so we're gonna do what we uh the first question i'm gonna ask is uh what you've seen so far will you keep watching jimmy and garrett uh you've seen about you get, get jimmy you've seen all of them so there's nothing else to see but if say if there was a second season would you watch it garrett you've I... watched about four or five episodes would you watch more garrett you want to go first so as jimmy said i wouldn't want to find myself in this world by any any means I would absolutely be found in an abandoned warehouse with my like treasure trove stash of like, 
vintage porn. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I would, um, I would absolutely, I would absolutely watch it. And I like things that have a conclusion. So I don't know yeah. if 12 fully wraps it up, but I know that there's only one season. So I know I don't have to commit myself to but another three hours of entertainment, right. which is just fine with me. Right. Uh, Jimmy, you've seen, would you hope for a second season now that you've seen the full season? Without a doubt. I won't say the first se- the first season ends on a cliffhanger, but it ends with a very, they basically, I, you know, I figured they were going to solve the entire problem. They don't solve the entire problem in the first season. Right. I want to see them take on the peacemakers. Right. And I will tell you this, as someone who's seen the whole thing, Gorky's undergarments, absolutely hysterical. <laughs> um, the gray god demon you saw is actually another a, another terrorist group man who is Ooh. made a made a suit out of stolen panties. Ooh. You don't say. <laughs> with I believe his nipples out in the no his nipples and his his whole business out in the open, which is why you see like the the cat. Yeah, in, yeah, in front yeah. Of, in front of it in the, the end credits or the beginning, but it's, it's fun. Yeah. You can, you know, just, just suspend disbelief and enjoy how ridiculous and the lens people go to, to tell a dirty joke. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to do is what we do every week is called the weave and noob score. And uh, J- Jimmy will call this like the quasi weave score. You, I, you definitely was. I'm, I'm an in-betweener. <laughs> yeah, the tweener. Yeah, we'll call it the, the, the tweener score. Uh, so this, once again, the Weeb and Noob score doesn't necessarily mean if the show's good or bad or not. It's just, just, it's supposed to measure our excitement for you to watch it and how soon you should watch it. Um, the high score means go out, watch it now. It's everything. It's like the squid game of, of anime right now. A low score means it's like something you don't really need to watch. It's something, right. really, it's like an Adam Sandler movie. You know, it's that kind of stuff. So uh, you could watch it, but it might not be as fun. So uh, well, let's start with uh, Garrett for your noob score. For, for new fans, what is, what is Shimonetta's uh, score for you? It is seven and a half. Mm. I think it's solid programming. Um, it's not pure etchy. Right. Which might be a good thing. Right. Uh, because it's got something of actual substance to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a, a strong program. And I found myself like I was I was in a bad place physically when I was watching it. I was L hung over in a, a terrible <laughs> way. And uh, I, I still enjoyed it quite, quite a bit. All right, Jimmy, what do you get it for your uh, tweener score? I I'm going to give it a seven because it's a it's funny. It's enjoyable. If you like the you know, the old school raunchy humor, old school, you know, like old school or, you know, a Will Fe- or like a, a Seth Rogen movie. It's there. Right. It's funny. You enjoy it. But is it pivotal to watch? No, I think <laughs> because it's whereas there are some others that are a little more depraved <laughs> and, you know, to show you true etchy. <laughs> right. Right. I would say um, for the Weeb score, um, I'm going to give a Garrett score of 7.5. Specifically because if a show makes me laugh, it can't go below a seven in my mind. And this show gave me lots of opportunities where I go, where I go fawed. Just like uh, Jimmy had mentioned, I don't think it's must-see television. But at the same time, like Garrett said, it, it doesn't go too far into etchy. And what it's doing actually has a point, like Jimmy was mentioning. So mm-hmm. as a weeb, I would say enjoy it for its fun censorship. The censorship's hysterical. Enjoy it for the jokes that it makes. If you want to learn a little bit of Japanese swear words, this is a good one to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, just as 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 you all both had kind of mentioned, it's like turn your brain off TV, and I'm okay with any of those things. So right, solid seven point five wouldn't kick that out of bed. So um, thank you both, gentlemen. Jimmy, it was always great having you back on the show. We hope you come back up for us again uh, anytime. <laughs> and of course, it's always important to hear your thoughts. Is Shimanetta a boring world in which the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist? The type of etchy fun show that you hope that etchy can become with kind of a little bit of a message with a lot of raunchy humor. I just think it was a little weird with the panty faces and the weird kind of swear words and stuff like that. Please let us know in the comments below because we really want to keep the conversation going, especially for a show as crazy as this one. Uh, we will encourage you to follow us on all of our uh, social media, including Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob, or you can follow us on Instagram at Wama Podcast. You can also follow us on our host site, anchor.fm slash Wama Podcast, or really anywhere your podcast is found. But make sure when you do, you give us a five, 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 five star review. It really helps elevate our conversation and really has more people listen to our show. Before we close the night and we put on our, our panty face masks for the night and uh, go to Betty Bye, uh, what are your final thoughts, Garrett, on Shimano? I think it has given me a whole lot of things uh, to yell out while giving my vinegar strokes. <laughs> I think I think cockadoodle-doo is absolutely the next thing I'll be blurting out in bed with my wife, and I will probably then sleep on the couch. <laughs> so we're going to be putting on our panty face mask. We're going to be throwing porn all over the train station. We're going to be grapple hooking out of school buildings. All in all, to wish you all a fantastic. See you next week. Take care, y'all. I got such a rush down there, I had to go to the bathroom and stand on the garbage can to air out my undies with a hand. So what you're really trying to say is, what we're doing makes you want to pound flower mouth.